Graceful podcast acknowledges the traditional custodians past, present and future of the Awabakal land which we record our podcast on. This podcast may contain triggering content for some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Hey everyone, I'm Sarah and I'm Georgie and you're listening to The Disgraceful Podcast. This week we're doing a Q&A. We decided to mix it up, ask the listeners what they wanted to hear and here we are. Yeah, I was honestly surprised by how many of you responded. So thank you for doing that. Um, and let's get into our disgraces first, I feel like. Yeah, um, my disgrace of the week, it's a pretty relatable one. I had to pay my car red joe and my phone bills all the bills came in at once and it was really frustrating (laughs) and it's not my pay week and i was like oh oh so all this money went out and i was like oh i hate it i hate it i I feel that everything's so expensive at the moment (laughs) grocery shopping my grocery shop i'm one person and this is just for like snacks and my lunches so like because i will pre-make my lunches and mum thankfully makes my dinner um, like 80 bucks. Yeah, I spent 100 on my groceries last week. I was like... And it's conscious and shopping too, because like, I know you have said in quite a few episodes that you're trying to lead and live a healthier lifestyle. I'm trying to do the same at the same token. So a lot of it's like, for example, fresh food and vegetables or like lean meat. So expensive. Yes. I love that for us. I don't. What's <laughs> <laughs> your disgrace? Uh, my disgrace of the week is receiving... The dreaded text message of, wait, you had a shower without me? Where's my invite? <gasps> I hate that. I wanna, I'm like, I, when does that ever work? Sorry, I want to wash my asshole in peace. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Oh, almost lost my headphones. <laughs> um, no, I agree. It's just like, when has that ever worked? When? When, yeah. Did it work for one guy and all the guys now are like, yeah. Or, like, did it work on one girl? Probably they're just being polite. Sorry, guys. If they go, ha, 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 yeah. Next time. Yeah, next time. Let me tell you the eye roll that the girl had when she read that message. Out of this world. Yeah, I genuinely, it's disgusting. (laughs) It's just like, like, come on. Oh, my God. Let me sing. Not with me. Let me sing breakup songs in the shower by myself. Let me have a cry. Let me have a good masturbate in the shower. (laughs) I love that. Well, I feel like we should get into the episode. Yeah, I agree. Keep it short and sweet today. Definitely. Alrighty, so I've pulled up the questions we got asked. I'm not gonna answer them in like any particular order. Um. Alrighty, first question. How did you guys meet? <laughs> I love this story. It's like, you know, um, a meet cute. <laughs> but it's the opposite. Sarah and I met at work. Um, we used to work at a dreaded retail store. Pretty big together. chain. Pretty big chain together. We worked in different departments. I... I feel like we vibed out a couple of times, but I basically yeah. refused to be friends with you until... Yes, you refused to hang out with me until we ha- had finished working. Or well, I had finished working it. Um, it was just such a toxic environment that I was literally like, once you had left, I was like, oh, I'll hit her up. Yeah. No, we had discussed a few things, but um, we didn't hang out until I 
quit basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but I used to like sneak up to her department and I used to get in trouble all the time because we're just gas bagging about oh 100 percent. we were known as the oversharers even though we weren't even oversharing to them like we we're just talking to each other yeah i'm like we're loud if you're listening that's your problem, that's your problem <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> literally yeah. it was literally the most toxic workplace so yeah i was very like cautious because i was nervous that yeah i didn't trust anyone at that point but we were we met at work yeah and so then we had like work. this one day where we were like okay let's do something we went to the sunflower. It was like a date. <laughs> went to the sunflower fields and we went somewhere else for lunch. And I literally, I remember being nervous because I was Didn't like, we go for a swim? Yeah, yeah, I remember so being beautiful. literally nervous to hang out with you because I was like, my God, we've really just said we're going on a road trip for the first time we've hu- actually hung out. Yeah, and I met your mom. Oh my God, it was it was like the it was best. It was that first day vibes, 100%. It was, yeah, yeah, literally. And then we knew it was love. Then we knew. <laughs> knew it was forever. Yeah, so, and now we don't, both don't work at that place and Thanks life's fucking above. good. 100%. And now we do this podcast together. That'll show them. That'll show them. That'll show them. What's your biggest pet peeve of one another? I feel like I know what you're going to say. I feel like you're going to say my lateness. Well, it's not even that. It's like because she's a busy she she do be a busy woman over here. Love her the most. She's like <laughs> boss ass bitch. But because of that, you're so hard to get a hold of. Yeah. So my pet peeve is like, I'll see that she's active. She's literally just messaged me, so I'll call her. Guess who doesn't pick up? I'm like, what are you doing? You literally just messaged me, and you're at home. Like, why aren't you picking up? Like, so she's. So busy that I can't even get a hold of her and she's my own friend. Alright. Oh. Sometime um that you call everyone your best friend. And I'm like Yeah, that is your pet peeve. I'm like, fuck, okay, well <laughs> guess I'm low now. Theory is that I have best friends, right? But you're here for like I love you uniquely for you because of XYZ or I love another person uniquely because of those things. I don't have like I should be the top tier one though. I don't like that top tier stuff. I don't go, mm, here's blah blah, and then there's Sarah, and then there's, uh. <sighs> you know, I'm, I'm fucking rude. Oh, breaks my heart. I know it does. <laughs> um, what is your most unhinged story together? <gasps> we cannot share that on the podcast. We're not sharing that one. Oh. What? What's another unhinged story? God, there's so many. There's literally a lot. We've done a lot. Where do we start? Yeah. There's like, oh, um, we were at the Bay House and we were really drunk. So we had a lot of alcohol in our system. I don't know what we were doing, but um, Sarah ran down to the bench. It was pitch black. <laughs> I don't and know why I was doing it. I was being really dramatic. So was, I ran down to the beach. Yeah, she was, it was pitch black. She was wearing all black clothes because she had just come from work. And she literally, like, beached herself. She was like, we were like, what are you doing? Did and I fall over or something? I don't yeah, remember. I think you fell over or you were just vibing it out. But you literally just, like, um, completely beached yourself. You were, weren't in the water completely. And you guys were like, where the fuck did she go? I thought you were going to go the other way with that story. No. When I realised that there was glowing algae. And then we all oh. jumped in the water. Like, it's night time. Yeah. Jumped in the water, 
naked. Yeah. Because apparently we apparently six of us too. Yeah. It was weird. And then we, yeah, we had a coldy vibe because we were like, the algae. And we were oh. all really drunk. So we're like, wee, wee, the algae. We were, like, we were like holding hands. We're like, hum, chugga. Hum, chugga, hum, Spirits come to <laughs> us. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like that's just like one of the many. Yeah. That, that's, that's like even lower. T- I feel like that's a low tier. It is a low tier. But I was like, here's a little taster. Unless you want to enlighten us with another unhinged story. <laughs> Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel like for our most unhinged story, I don't feel like we can share that yet. You no. know, once we have enough people listening Maybe and we're not going to get fired from our jobs. Yeah. But yeah, no, there's a lot of... He- we're just pretty hectic together. Um, yeah. I think every moment we have is like such an unhinged moment because, you know, um, klutzy and over here. <laughs> Clunker. Yeah, because you just you have no spatial awareness. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> That's why uh, she probably tripped and fell into the ocean. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Um. When, oh, I like this. When do you feel most empowered? Wow. I feel most empowered when I'm standing up for what I believe in and especially if that's standing up to, like, a top man oh i love that i feel most empowered because i don't know about other people but just personally i don't with the whole for example patriarchal system and stuff like that and how women are oppressed and that's just reality the way i was brought up because i was brought up by my beautiful mother i always was like women are superior so i always thought it was the other way around um what a reality check what a hit (laughs) But so <laughs> the real I, world <laughs> brought you down a peg. It did. So I feel most empowered when I'm standing up for what I believe in. No, 100%. And what about you? I feel like mine's different. I feel there's a few times that maybe I'm kind of thinking of situations I felt really empowered in. Like when I'm, oh, when I made the decision to take a break from dating and hinge and not hinge I don't go on hinge why did I I think an unhinge story was in my mind yeah (laughs) when I took a break from like tinder and dating and chose to figure out what I was wanting um rather than just because I was just accepting such poor behavior yeah um and yeah, was very was lost. Very so I felt really empowered when yeah. I made that decision. I felt empowered when I was ready to go back on. And I feel empowered when I, like, look at the people who message me and I just go, no, you know what? I'm, I understand it's a numbers game, but Christ. I 100% Accepting what I deserve. Is so empowering. And, like, I feel like another moment is because, you know, being, I'm the, <clears throat> for anyone that doesn't know, I'm the COO for... We Got Your Girl, which is who we run under. Um, And I feel so empowered when I work within the team, when I'm talking to our volunteers and everyone that has, like, such amazing ideas and all the goals we have and we're working towards. I definitely feel really empowered then. Um, And and I've been feeling empowered this week. My mental health has been a bit rocky, but empowered because I've created some goals for myself and I've been sticking to them. I've, you know, been making the choice to... I. You know, I ended up in hospital pretty much because I had literally worked myself to the bone. Which I... And I've been saying no... To me. Yeah, yeah, I've been saying no a little bit and 
doing like not overworking myself and making sure like the gym is a place so important for my mental health like going to my four gym sessions a week doing that kind of stuff and that's been making me feel really empowered like I'm hitting the goals I have it's yeah I feel like I feel similar in terms of empowerment um I've been doing a lot more things for myself because I feel like I'm a yes person and I fall into a trap where I become a people pleaser and I'm mm. not living my life for myself. Mine's I'm a control freak. Yeah. Especially so with the business. I'm like, I'll just do everything. Yeah. So that I know it's done the way I want it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which isn't healthy it's and isn't, isn't. No. But for me, um, I'm definitely a people pleaser and I think that I have struggled with that for a long time and as it's similar with the whole saying no thing, but mine's not a, mine's a, I want to show up for the people I love, but I just can't give that. So my little empowerment is, you know, every morning before work, like, because I don't start work until, you know, around 11-ish, I'll wake up and live my morning for me and I'll do what I want to do, whether that's go for a morning swim or uh, read a book. And that really empowers me and it really puts me in a good mood for the day as well. A hundred percent. I think it's so important to do those things because those self-care things and putting those boundaries and I know boundaries and self-care is thrown around a lot nowadays but the you know I feel like it's not it's thrown around a lot but it's like kind of in times important it's it's very important but at times it's lost its power yeah or what the meaning of it actually is you know self-care it may be those nice things like doing a facial but for me this week self-care has been well going to the gym and meal prepping putting the time aside to meal meal prep because I literally have such a flat out schedule that the I've been you know I need to have meal prepping done I need to completely have my food cooked that all I have to do the most is put in a microwave because my schedule is so flat out that I often end up through a drive-through and it's not my ick of the whole of my whole existence is there's not enough hours in the day. There's not enough time in the week. Mm-hmm. And I feel like when you have that mentality, you're really not living in the moment. And I think living in the moment is such an empowering thing as well. A hundred percent. Next question. What is your current relationship like with sex? Well, we Mine's complicated. Mine's also very complicated. Um, I was, as I discussed a little bit, um, I'm, I've been single, oh, well, I've been single, no longer single. I was single for about two years and, you know, I did do the casual hookups and stuff like that, but I just fell in a trap where I wasn't getting out of it anything that I wanted emotionally. Uh, I wasn't getting any O's. I wasn't like, I wasn't being respected. It was all else. <laughs> yeah. I was, um, wasn't being respected the way, you know, I deserve and removing myself from that. And find discovering what I like, you know, through fantasies, through, you know, masturbation and all that kind of thing. Um, I found out what I liked. And now that I'm exploring things with a partner now, it's just very interesting because it's like a, oh, I'm used to, I mean, we've, we've got a good relationship with it, the two of us. But it's just like interesting going from like solo to now having a partner. And it's like, oh. Someone else is here. Someone else is here. It's just me and I'm alone, but no longer. What about you? Yeah, I feel like I've been pretty open about the essay this year. Yeah. Um, And I'm proud of you for that. That's empowering. Yeah, I feel... Yeah, going back to... Like, my thing is that when I was hiding... Not hiding it, but I was pretty open from the beginning about it because I found 
me not telling people really felt like I had this secret I was hiding and it shouldn't be my no. secret or my burden to carry. So I yeah, I found that being able to just be open and be like, yeah, it happened to me this year. Um, yeah, it was really empowering for me because it felt like there's not this weight and this secret and this thing I'm hiding from everyone. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd go to family gatherings and it felt like I was carrying this giant backpack of like, you guys don't actually know what's gone on in my life. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. But I feel like that makes it definitely complicated being single and also wanting more. Yeah. Um, so I'd say, you know, it's I'm sick of the sexualization at the moment. Like I, I completely like, you know, hookup culture and all that. That's fine. But I just I don't want that right now. Which I'm. And I'm having to like really, because yeah. I'm a pretty much like people pleaser. Like I've just got to remind myself: look, if that's all they want, then they're not. That's not what you want right now. It may feel like a loss, but that's only your self worth telling you it's a loss. Yeah. So th- yeah, exactly. It's you're so it's getting healthier. Them. It's yeah. like complicated and healthy. Like it it's hard because I also feel like you know dirty and disgusting after the essay. Like. Yeah, which is- yeah, I feel like why would another man want to touch me? Mm. But and that's a lot of guilt, you know. I feel like it's very complicated and I don't want to go into it too much. But like, you know, there's times where I'm scrubbing myself in the shower until it hurts my skin because I just want to be clean. And there's, you know, yeah. I'm like that's an episode for another day. But I'd say it's getting better and I'm working towards having a healthier mindset around it. Um, yeah. I think that it definitely does put a, a different and another question is, what is something you wish you learnt in sex education? Not the show. <laughs> I think I wish I learnt a lot more and I wish there was a bit more equality and I feel like I'm sick of trying to educate people like about just basic things because I don't know about any of you listeners, but a lot of the sex education in my school system was very catered towards men were men, females were females, and they never really interjected. And I know Sarah has a lot to say about this, and mm. I'm happy for you to enlighten us with that. Um, but it's just very much like where's the standard that men are learning what females are learning because it's nice when, you know, they've got some sort of education behind them when you're having a talk with them. I feel like it's really interesting because, like, an example of this in my school, like, it was very cis, um, hetero sex education. It's like a box. Yeah, and it wasn't, like, it was very different, the education that was given to men versus women. Like, there was a lot more consent discussion and healthy relationship with sex and how to say no. There was some of that, but men never got those talks. And I remember there was one time that they split us up. They had two different guest speakers coming in. We had a guest speaker come in and speak to the boys specifically and a guest speaker speak to the girls specifically. This was in about year 10 or year 11. Um, And the boys got taught about um, how often they need to masturbate to keep their sperm healthy. uh... Literally, and we got taught about the the impacts porn and um, though, yeah, pretty much porn and the patriarchy was having on the way men treat women. Which is an amazing thing, but... In order to try and fix that, 
yeah, it needs to. And like I have a, and I'd, I will definitely do an episode on ethical porn because yeah. um, I have a lot of opinions on that. Um, but yeah, obviously, and then consent should have been taught from a much younger age. Like there was not a lot on it. It was more, when we had our sex education, I know, you know, some schools barely even touch on it. Yeah, at least for at, at our school, they, you know, they did teach us about different comp- contraception and all that kind of thing. And that, yeah. But that was the focus. And the only time that consent was brought up was when it's like, well, if she's drunk at a party and passed out, that's we a no-no. We tea video. Oh, that was fucking all tea video. That's, all we really that's a terrible example. But it needs yeah. to be taught from primary school because Even it can be. Well, yeah, it's because consent starts from learning about personal space and boundaries and yes and no. Mm-hmm. It, it's not – and you need to have that basis to be able to un- – because consent is complicated. It is. Like, it's not just yes or no. There, There is a complexity to it to an extent, right? I want to say to an extent because, yes, it's quite complicated and dynamic. Yes and no, but it's complicated. But you know there's – you should know that if someone's, you know, not actively interested or saying no or whatever it is, we know that they don't want it. It's not a, it's not really that complicated. So, but these conversations need to be had from such a young age I'm so that it's ingrained. School. Like it's like when, you know, creepy uncle goes, come give me a hug, come give me a kiss. It's like, like as a young child and it's like, you need to start. No, it's not oh, that. It's, no, but I'm talking about consent in general. Yeah. I'm talking about it in general and I'm thinking yeah, it it's about yeah, yeah, taught as a young age in that sort of sense. Yeah, 100%. And it's also like, when we say young age, it's also about talking about um, to be able to start having these conversations and ensure children are safe, if we're yeah. talking about children here. It's, you know, the importance of not having nicknames for private parts and yeah. no-go areas on your body. Yeah. You know, every, I think a lot of people have heard the cookie story. Have you heard it? No. Oh, there was a case in America where it didn't get picked up that this girl was getting this little, I think she would have been in kindergarten or, mm. like, really young, was getting assaulted because she kept saying um, her uncle or something was touching her cookie to her teacher's. And they would they didn't know that that was the weird name and that's an extreme example yes yeah. but these nicknames you know it doesn't work it means that people you know it stops there from being an open conversation it is a vagina yeah it's a penis it, it's a penis it's boobs or breasts whatever you want to call them or even like a pp you know i still think you go anatomical but yeah. um you need to be able to use that because if people aren't able to use the language to even describe and it's already becoming, you know, at that young age where it isn't even a sexual oh, part of your body. to say yeah. vagina. Yeah, if, it's, if that's already taboo at that age, of course it's going to develop into not being a topic that can be openly talked about because oh, you're being taught at a young age that it's my cookie or it's my well, flower or I some shit. about it in education, it was like, what are the other words for this? A wood. You know what I mean? Like, mm. We all, like, went into that. It's so gross. And yeah, it's just... Lot, the education system in terms of um, sex education is very slack. Um, needs a facelift, to say the least. <laughs> needs a bit of cosmetic surgery. Yeah. Um, and then this one, we got another one saying, how did we both meet? And then, but the other part of it was, and what drew you together? I think it was our similar personalities. Just like the chaos and loudness and just like, 
We, it was just like clicked. Yeah. As soon as we like started talking to each other, it was like, oh damn. I think that's most of my friendships. Just is the whole click thing. Otherwise, I probably wouldn't be friends with the person. Mm. And I think Sarah just had this like special like aura vibe where it was like her and I were literally like the same, same, same but different. Yeah. And it was like her and I agreed with so many things and we had so many shared interests. It was like, you are my soulmate. Literally. I agree with that 100%. Yeah. Um, What inspired you to start a podcast? <laughs> I feel like it's been for ages, like ever since we became friends, we were like, God, we need a podcast. Like yeah. where were those people? Like, we're too funny. Literally. And then for me, it kind of got kicked into gear because obviously WGG was starting to grow and I had an opportunity to jump on a podcast and the other executive team members were like, well, you like spoke so well, blah, blah. blah. And I was like, then I just kind of shot my shot with the team and I was like, if we did a wgg based podcast what do you guys think and everyone was like yep and so i was like obviously it's georgie is my co-host like everyone was like yes the chemistry between you guys is gonna be so good and i feel like everyone was pretty on board because we knew this would be such a great opportunity to be able to have discussions um about sex and life and being in your 20s and a woman and safety and just all different topics we could talk on and we kind of just knew we were going to have a lot of fun with it and it's something we wanted to do for a while there's like a lot of work that goes into starting a podcast which i think we underestimated we definitely did just on my perspective i remember sarah coming to me saying that we got to go was going to start a podcast and this was just like when it was at the early stages and i was just like Love that for you. You know, you're like, like, where's my invite? I was like, love that for you. I didn't go, where's my invite? I didn't say that. I was just like, oh my god, love that for you. Blah 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 blah. It's gonna be so amazing opportunity for you. Blah blah blah. And then she messages me one day. She's like, I need to like call you about the podcast. And I was like, mm, why the fuck does she want to call me? And then you're like, hey, so I was wondering if you wanted to be a part of it. I was like, um, fuck yes. Literally. And there's so much, like, work that goes into it. I'm so, like, the episode planning stuff. And, like, we love doing it. Yeah. I think we just... a few things that are, like, oh, oh. Fiddly. But I feel like... Like, to start with. Yeah, 100%. Like, creating the space. Oh, that was so... Everything just kept falling apart. apart. And it was just like, God, can we... But it's been worth it. It's been... It's definitely been worth it. I'm glad we have a space. Why did we name it Disgraceful? Well, we played around with a few names. Uh, yeah. I feel like we wanted... That was one of the first things we decided. Yeah, 100%. And we were like, knew that with our branding, that we wanted to be kind of like feminist. Like, we're very loud and outspoken women. We're not, yeah. you know, graceful women. And we kind of thought, we love that idea of like... Outrageous or like something... Yeah. Or... And obviously you've got to check what names exist and, and blah, 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 And then we loved the name Disgraceful because we were like, that's so like, women are taught to be these graceful, quiet, like, yeah. and we're not. These and we're, mouses. Yeah, literally these little subservient mouses. That's what we're taught to be. And we thought, oh my God, Disgraceful. We're no, we're Disgraces. Yeah. We're Disgraces to like the patriarchy system. Literally. So. And so that's pretty much where that one came from. Yeah. Um, we felt like it was, it was also like, it's so funny when you come up with a name cause it's got to look pretty as well and things. Yeah, well, cause like, outrageous was going to be yeah, probably what we were. Outrageous looked ugly. Well, like that word, like we were editing, like starting like to play around with the cover and stuff. And we're like, it's outrageous is not it. 
No. And so, yeah, that's how we got here. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> who are your inspirations? Who do you look up to? Um, I look up to, I'm just going to keep this like close to me, close to my heart. I actually look up to my mum and all the women that raised me, like my grandparents, like my grandma on my mum's and dad's side. Um, they're all such strong women and I don't think I would be the woman I am today if it wasn't for them um, existing. And I've got so many females in my life that just uplift me. We all are one big support thing and, you know, mum's taught me so much about being an independent woman and not being reliant on a man that you once had to be to, you know, back in the day, open a bank account and stuff like that. And like my grandma, who's just like such an amazing woman has been so supportive of everything with me. And she's so up to date with the media and that kind of thing. So for me, I feel like the people I look up to most are literally the women that raised me, like my aunties and everything like that. They're just amazing. Yeah. A hundred percent. And I'm not giving them justice right now, but you, the archers are my homies. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, obviously, definitely my mom. Um, I like to think my mom. I like to think my mom. <laughs> um, she was like a, a woman. yeah, and she's like a working mom. I mean, uh, pretty much did a fair like ten years of like bringing me up, pretty much by herself. Yeah, um, while working same. a shift worker as a nurse. And, like, she really instilled in me the importance of, yes, loving your child, but also having something else. Like balance. Yeah, allowing, like, being able to have a career and other interests and things that you enjoy. Definitely. Um, I feel like, obviously, any, like, activists that I obviously look up to, there's, like, so many. There's so many people I could say right now. I feel like definitely, like, currently um, someone, like, Grace Tame, like all the usual. I actually really, um, but I feel like, yeah, keeping it close in our circles is important. I'm keeping it close in the circles for this current moment. But even having Holly Harris, she oh. was such a big inspiration. Oh, 100%. She spoke amazingly and she's someone that I'm watching. Literally today. lost for words afterwards. I just sat in the car, drove home quietly, just thinking about all yeah, of it. It was ama- yeah. amazing. Like, and I'm just so excited all for all the other people. women we work with. Oh, our, our team. Yeah, and that we continue to, like, grow and, you know, meet new people, even outside of the We Gotcha Girl. Literally, like, the We Gotcha Girl team is amazing. Those women are just so strong and yeah. the men, like, oh, absolutely adore working with them and all their ideas and oh, it's I amazing. There's like, so many people. I could be yeah, here for an exactly. hour. But I feel like if you your my biggest inspiration is literally just the people i surround myself with yeah 100% the people yeah. literally the people that uplift you i yeah. get that so much um what do you hope this podcast will achieve the outcomes and the results so much i mean we're not going to pretend like you hear a lot of people like with podcasts being like oh my god we never thought we could like get such a big audience or like you know have a patreon and all that like of course, we, you know, we're, we're come from the outset. We made it like that's we're going to do it. Yeah, we literally no negative thoughts. We never mm-hmm. go. We never say, oh, this is going to fail. We're like, this is amazing. We're boss ass bitches and we're going somewhere. Literally, 100%. Because like, if you go in that mindset, it's going to fail. Yeah, I'm all about Sorry. setting myself up for success. And yeah. 
So yeah, we're definitely we're really loving the opportunities with all the guests we're going we're going we're gonna have come on, like all the people we're meeting. We just want to be able to like we've already got so much lovely feedback about you know creating a safe space and there's just what we wanted yeah hundred percent educate create a safe space but also have fun like we want it to be fun to listen to because we like to brand ourselves as bad feminists because yes we've got these disgraceful views that go against the whole patriarchy society and we're very in the now and the present and how we view things um but yeah we sarah and i are fucking funny sorry just had to say it we're funny and so that's what we're here to yeah bring some laughs but also hit the hard stuff yeah a, a good balance 100 percent. we want it to just be a space for people in their 20s or whatever age you are to come and listen and know that other people are experiencing the same things as you you're not alone and hopefully you know podcasts for me have been a massive help I love podcasts. Oh, literally, they take me, like, like they're so comforting to listen to and we hope we can do that for some people and Definitely. hopefully we can do meet some amazing people and do some What's amazing things. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um, and then I, this is our last question. Yep. What are some episodes that you guys have planned? What, what do you want to do? Guess that you're going to have on. Um... We have a heap. We have so much planned at the moment. We've currently we've got Tahi James coming on. Yeah. I, I don't know when this will be recorded, like uploaded. Whether it'll be before or after Tahi's. Yeah. Um, got, he's a men's Harry mental on. health coach. We had Harry King, Holly Harry Harris, Harris. We've and got some amazing women. we got an amazing sexologist coming on. Yeah. So we're hoping that we can do have more people to bring insight, more people that are doing amazing things. Um, come on from the community. Um, we've got a breakup series in the works at the moment. Yeah. Um, there's so much. So we've much got a very big schedule. <laughs> we do have a very big schedule. And based on, like, for example, the other question that we were talking about who inspires us, that's why we're bringing so many people in from the community, from our tighter circles like Harry to, you know, educate education people. Like people educate that, us, educate know, the listeners. That's what I mean is because you've probably got some amazing people around you as well who, you know, never knew they had so much insight about existing. A hundred percent. Having the guests on has just been so much fun. It has been. Good laughs and good vibes. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, so I feel much. like that's the episode. We're keeping a bit more short and sweet this week. Yeah. Just a little fun one to get to know a little bit about us and yeah. our goals. Just because I feel like we released our... So I love it. Um, our Tinder kind of sucks episode. It's very funny. Um, but we really just went, hi, band. <laughs> no one knows much about us. so. Um, and obviously you want to. Yeah, exactly. And we can definitely do more like this or... We'll get know. some more input on what you guys want to hear. Yeah, if you have any ideas more. of things you like to hear, just please message our Instagram. I will always respond. We always have ideas of if there's any people you think that would like to be a guest on the podcast. Yeah. We would love to speak to them. This like we're so open. We want you guys to enjoy and learn and we're Definitely. so excited all the learning that we've already got gotten to do. Yeah. I feel like it's been amazing. I feel like um definitely just listening to other people's perspectives on life and what their challenges are and how they overcome them is just amazing. So I think that's all from us today. 
I think that's everything. So, and remember, stay disgraceful. Disgraceful, the podcast is hosted by Sarah and Georgie, edited by G. Wilson. If you want to hear more from Disgraceful, the podcast, follow us and give us five stars wherever you listen. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok for more content at Disgraceful, the podcast.